All right, guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, put on their mind. One, two, two three. three. Welcome back to our now, before we get started with this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like this episode, share this podcast, and if you can, do me a favor, head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. All right, so it's Monday, coming in from a heavy weekend. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day. Um, I really want to just start off with this real quick. Um, Thank you to everyone that told me Happy Father's Day. It, it really means a lot. You know, like, I'm going to just be 100% with you. Like, this fatherhood thing is lit, but, you know, it has its days. It has its days. <laughs> but I hope everybody enjoyed their Father's Day. I hope y'all went out, got y'all dad something nice, or got your insignificant other something nice, or whoever is that daddy figure in your life. Oh, my God, that sounded horrible. Never mind. No, take that out. Take that out. For those who are that active role model within a child's life, who has stepped up to the plate, even if you ain't that child's father by blood, but you stepped up when nobody else would, happy Father's Day. Also, I don't know who needs to hear this, but look, black boxers are honestly more preferred for a Father's Day gift. Like, don't get us gray, don't don't get us white, you feel me? Like, do, do not get us white. Get us black boxers, all right? It, uh, in the long run, it'll be a much better gift, okay? Socks, no. Don't get us socks. We don't need socks. I'm trying to tell you right now, if you were wondering what you should have got, you know, somebody for Father's Day or what you think, you know, you got a late gift or whatever the fuck it is, get them some black boxers. I promise you, they will thank you later. All right. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But anyways, let's go ahead. Let's get into today's episode. Now, coming into this episode, I've... I've always done a Father's Day episode. I've always done a Father's Day episode. And I remember when I first did my first Father's Day episode for the podcast. I want to say that it was so many emotions. You know, so many emotions. And the emotions coming into the episode, you know, one swelled within me. I remember one time, like, just thinking about what I was going to say brought tears to my eyes. Because I was talking about things I had not even addressed with myself. So when you listen to the first Father's Day episode, you know, not only am I talking about things, I'm talking about things that I have not addressed and I'm also healing. I'm doing a lot of healing in that episode. By the second time I did a Father's Day episode, I I had healed and at this point I had started to reflect. You know what I mean? I had started to reflect. So the second episode sounded less angry. It sounded a lot less angry than the first one now coming into this one i'm still reflecting but now i'm reflecting with purpose you know and when i say i'm reflecting with purpose 
most times when I reflect, I'm just reflecting on the events that happened. I'm not really pulling from it. I'm just going over the tape. But this time around, I'm actually going over the tape. I'm taking notes and I, I really came into this episode well, well prepared for my father's day. And with that, as we go through it, I really want to just give my five points of what I've learned during fatherhood. Let me rephrase what I've learned from being a father. Yeah, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, that definitely sounds a lot better. All right. Well, let's get into number one. All right. So number one, patience. Patience has to be the first lesson that I have learned as a father. And as a father of three, you know, a father that grew up without a father that's just navigating through the trenches of fatherhood, doing the best that he can, but sometimes I tend to fall short. I want to say that patience, patience, although it's not my virtue, I really have worked on my patience, especially as a father. Now, I'm going to just be 100% with you. These kids, these kids are bad. They bad as hell. All right. And, and most of the time, I usually say other people's kids is bad. My kids are bad, bro. Like, my oldest is not bad. I'm not even about to lump her in with her brother and sister. My oldest is not bad. Actually, like, that's my road dog. Like, that's my ride or die. She will step up. Her brother and her sister, negative. They the reason why the ship's sinking. In fact, they the ones that put the hole in it. These two have taught me a level of patience that I have never, I never thought that I would have. You know what I mean? And I say patience because... For those who don't know, I have a very, I have a very short temper. You know what I mean? Like I have a very short fuse. It really don't take too much to set me off. And I, I realized like during the military, like it's okay to have a short temper because you chew an ass on a regular basis. You see what I'm saying? And you just like, you yell and then it comes out of you. However, during parenthood, that's not something that you can do. You know, it's so easy to and I always say this that anger is one of our strongest emotions and it's the easiest emotion to allow to just roam free like you you get mad and you allow your anger to roam free it will literally do whatever it wants to do until until it gets tired but raising children you can't you can't sit there and yell at them you see what I'm saying just because you're frustrated you can't and I'm not and once again I'm not speaking like i'm not saying this from a high horse i'm i flew in from experience airlines i'm trying to tell you that it's easy to yell you know what i mean it's so easy to just yell at a child they fuck up you yell at them and and that's the bottom line right there it's easy to do that they don't do what you said you yell at them you you don't want to go back and forth with them you yell at them you know or you put your hands on them or, you know, and this isn't me talking about anybody's parent, you know, uh, parenting. I'm just saying that it's so easy to lose your temper with a child. And it's so easy to allow your anger to control the situation. The hard part, the hard part was actually listening to them. The hard part was utilizing my words in a manner that I was able to articulate it. So that way my eight year old can understand. And then switch gears so that my six-year-old can understand. And then switch gears so my three-year-old could understand. That was the hard part. Were there days where I felt like I was a success? Absolutely. Were there days where I felt like I failed? 100%. But each time that I tried it, 
I had to learn a level of patience and I got better at it. Hell, man, I'm going to just be 100%. There's been days with them kids, man. Them kids, they tried me on a level where I just had to take a step back and just walk away. I'm talking about walk away, go outside, smoke a cigarette, go somewhere, gather myself, and then come back and talk. Having to repeat myself over and over has, it's worn my patience down. But at the same time, it is, let me rephrase that, it has worn me down. But at the same time, it has increased my patience. Each kid is going to be different. What worked with my oldest does not work with my son. Does not. What works with my son does not work with his sister. Absolutely not. I can talk to my oldest. Can't can't talk to to the younger one. Can't can't talk to them in the same manner. I got to be able to bring facts. But in my quest to learn, in my quest to be a better parent, and as I gather patience, I also gathered a certain level of understanding with my children. Because I'm not just yelling at them to, to end the conversation. Instead, I'm hearing them. Now, I will say this. I do have my shortcomings. I still sometimes there's days where I lash out and I switch from a democratic leadership style to an autocratic parenting style. And it's just do as I say and I don't want to hear it. Those are my shortcomings. However, my shortcomings are very short. And as I continue to work towards it, man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm becoming one hell of a patient. Man, I got patients like, who is it? Uh, Mother Teresa. I got patients like that now. Number two, presence. Earlier, I got a chance to do a live with three gentlemen in Tay Moody, Mike, Nick from R-Active, and Moody brought up patience. I mean, Moody brought up presence. And I cannot stress this enough. And it was such, he he has such a good, good explanation with it. And I'm not going to try to like say it word for word because I'm going to end up botching it up, but presence being present is one of the most valuable things that you can give to your child being present and coming into fatherhood I knew one thing I didn't know if I was going to be a great father I didn't know if I was going to you know what type of dad I was going to be but I knew that I was going to be in my children's life and the reason why I knew for a fact that I would be in my kid's life is because my father was in and out of mine And the one thing that I craved the most from him was for him to be there. So I try a lot to be in their lives. Now, are there days where I'm not present? Absolutely. I'm going to be 100% with you. And I'm not even talking about in the sense of I'm not physically there. Because being in the military and every military parent understand this. I've done deployments with kids. I've done field ops with kids. I don't have to stay late. I don't have to come early. It's been a couple of times where for three days straight, I was at the house, but they never saw me because I would leave before they woke up and I was coming home when they were going to sleep. So there has been days where I physically just was not there. But my my shortcomings, to be honest with you, were the days that I were there and I just wasn't present. And I bring that up because there's been days where my anxieties got the best of me. My depression has got the best of me. I'm so caught up in the podcast. I'm so caught up in just all of this other shit that I'm physically there. I'm walking by them, but I'm not there. And I don't know when it hit me, but it realized that 
No matter what I buy them, you know what I mean? No matter where I take them, it means nothing if I'm not there. Being present in your children's lives is one of the most valuable things that you can give them. They'll forget the things that you bought them. Hell, they'll forget the places you took them. But they'll never forget the days that you were there. You know what I mean? They'll never forget them days. And I sit back and I, you know, as I reminisce on the days that my dad wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like I get mad over the days that he wasn't there. I tend to forget the days that he was. And on them days that he was there, you know what I mean? When he was sober. And we would spend those nights playing the game. And I, it was one of the best nights of my life. So I try to give that to my children. You know what I mean? I try to give that to my children. Even if I, we can sit down, look at a movie. Even if we can be at the dinner table and just ask how our day is going. You know, even if I can just read a book to them. You know what I mean? Read, read a bedtime story to them. Put them to bed. You know, just being there. You know, because I'm going to just be 100% with you. We don't know how long we got on this earth. So the hours, the time, the seconds, whatever the fuck, whatever we have, let's make it count. Now, to piggyback off of my first topic, when I said patience, right? Being patient allowed me to be able to talk to them. So as I move into number three, there's a big difference between talking to your kids and talking at your kids. And once again, I ain't trying to tell you how to parent. But growing up, I experienced a moment where you know, I realized what it was meant, what it means for someone to talk to you and talk at you. And one le- the one lesson that I've learned as a father is how to communicate. Now, I'm going to just be 100 percent on be 100 percent honest with you. Each kid get, gets a different level of communication from me. I'm a, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to just be 100. Each kid is different and they require a different level of communication. My daughter, I can have a conversation with her. My son, I can have a conversation with him, but his personality is different. So the dialogue is definitely different. My three-year-old, we still work. It's a work in progress. But it's not just the the communication as far as like the conversations. You, you see what I'm saying that we're having. It's understanding them. Hearing them. And I'm not talking about it in the sense of the words that they say. No, I'm talking about the meaning behind what they say. It's so easy for us as parents to not hear our children. You, let me phrase that. It's so easy for us as parents to talk over our children. Hey, go to bed, blah, blah, blah. Eat this because blah, blah, blah. Do this because of blah, blah, blah. It's easy to do that. The hard part is actually sitting down and actually understanding your child. And I say it's hard because, once again, each child is different. Your child may not be like you. Hell, your child ain't going to be like your, other, like your friend's kids or the kids that you see on TV. Your child has a different personality. And there's a certain level of emotional intelligence that I acquired from sitting down and actually just talking to my kids. What's, what they're afraid of? What makes them happy? What are their hobbies, their talents, the things that they love? The things that they like to do, the foods that they just don't like. It really came from me hearing them and understanding them. 
Sometimes we forget that our kids are going to grow up and be adults. Sometimes we forget that our kids are human beings. And I, and I know you know, somebody's saying like, no, I don't never get that my kids are no, no, I'm talking about like your kid is a emotional, intelligent human being. And they want to be heard just as much as you want to be heard. You know, them days where you sit back and you feel like nobody's listening to me. Imagine what a child feels like. And I bet you there's an old school parent right now that's saying that's just a child. The child don't pay no bills, blah, 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 and all that other dumb shit that old parents used to say. I make, I pay the bills. I do this. So it's my way or the highway. I get it. And once again, I'm not telling you how to parent. I'm not. But what I am saying, what I am saying is that. Imagine what it's like to say something and nobody hears you. Imagine what it's like to have to do something that you know you don't like and you have expressed your distaste for it. And it can easily be rectified by a simple conversation. Just because your child's young doesn't mean that they don't rate a conversation with you. Learning how to communicate with your child is so critical because when you develop this line of communication this line of communication it just gets older and older and when i mean that it gets older and older as they get older the communication between them it becomes so fluid i'm talking about when they get older they gonna be able to come to you to talk to you about anything but it starts you know what i mean like it starts when they're children it don't start when they fucking preteens. It don't start when they teenagers. It don't start when they young adults. It don't start when they fucking get their first job. It don't start when they become parents. It starts right now. You know what I mean? It starts right now. I'm trying to tell you, there's been days I came in the house and my oldest, she done came up to me and said, dad, how's your day going? How was your day? What you do today? And I'm not hitting her with the, it was good. Oh, it was this. Nah, you asked. I'm about to talk to you. You got to listen to ear. I got to talk in mouth. Let's go ahead. Let's get it to going. You want a drink? I'm going to pour you up one because I'm about to get one because today was rough. And then I switched gears and I asked her, how was hers? The same with my son. I can't stress this enough. And it feels like all of these tend to tie into each other, these lessons. That that presence that I have acquired, that I that I try to put in their lives, it, it comes with a, it comes with a certain level of communication. Because I'm gonna just be a hundred percent with you. Meech, Meech speaks this. Don't talk on a podcast. Meech speaks be talking to his kids. Number four. Letting go of expectations. Letting go of it. I'm gonna just be. Letting go of expectations. <laughs> A lot of times we tend to expect so much of our kids because of us, because of the expectations that society puts on us, because of the expectations that we put on ourselves. You are good at sports and you expect your child to be good at sports. Turns out your child is not. You expect your child to be a straight A student or popular because you were and you find out that your child is not. You expect them to be an extrovert and it finds out they're an introvert. You expect them to do this, but they turned out they do that. Let go of the expectations. I'm going to just be 100% honest with you. I learned to let go of expectations with my, with my oldest. I expected her to act like her mother. I expected her to, I expected her to have more in common with her mother when the reality, she actually had a lot more in common with me. 
I expected me and my son to have a lot of similarities. But the reality is, is that me and him are on night and day differences. I expected. I expected me to be a good father all the time. But there are days where I fuck up, too. The idea that we we set these expectations because we want the best for them, we end up hurting them. We expect them to catch on fast, but that's not that's not the case. A lot of times the expectations that we put on our kids are the ones that our parents have put on us. And the moment that you let go of expectations, you start to realize that the relationship with you and your child, you can actually build on it. The expectations that you will work for your parents will work for you is, is, is a false reality that we have created. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. A lot of our parents were just winging it. You know what I mean? It was just winging it. And what worked for them, it worked for them. It won't work for you. And I, if I can't say anything, I feel like fatherhood taught me that the most. I'm not like those other parents. They're not like those other kids. I'm not like my mother. I'm definitely not like my father. They're not like me. Learning how to communicate with them and being constantly present or at least just present. And having some patience has allowed me to let go of the unnecessary expectations and develop a real relationship with my children. Lastly, and I feel like this one right here is probably going to rub a couple of people the wrong way, but I'm going to just be, I'm going to just be honest with you. I don't have to spank my kids. (laughs) How do I leave with this? I stop spanking them. My last lesson in fatherhood was realizing that I didn't have to put my hands on my children. Now, I'm going to just be 100% honest with you, okay? Like, when I first became a father, I was, might as well call me Zeus because I was striking fucking thunder down in that motherfucker. I'm talking about pow, boy, you better stop playing with me. But over time, but over time, I realized that I wouldn't call it a shortcoming, but at the same time, my name is Meech Speaks. How the hell am I supposed to inspire the masses, but I can't even articulate my words in a manner that my child can't even understand? How am I supposed to lead Marines? And I'm not putting my hands on them, but then I come home and I put my hands on them. I'm not putting my hands on my on their mother. And we 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 get into it and we come to a conclusion. I I stopped spanking my children because. I realized that I wouldn't want nobody to hit me. I realized that I didn't want them to fear me. I realized that how am I supposed to communicate with them if I'm not utilizing my words, but I'm utilizing my hands. And when I stopped spanking them, I also realized that it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. I really stopped I don't know why I always get emotional on these episodes. (laughs) I learned that even if I'm not putting my hands on them, 
my words still have meaning. And may, I may not be physically spanking them, but I refuse to verbally spank them. I can sit down and talk to my children without talking down to my children. I refuse to call them out their name. Hell, even when they do some dumb shit, I do my best to not say that that's some dumb shit. I would say that that's some shit that I wouldn't do. Hey, that's real goofy. Hey, that's silly. Hey, you tripping. Chill out. But I don't I don't talk down to them. And as I got away from that, I started to really look at them not as kids, but future adults. And once I started to realize that they they're future adults, I wanted to empower them. One one lesson that I learned in fatherhood was that I want to empower my children. You know what I mean? I sit back and I think about how many times we were told that if we go to college, we'd get a good job and, you know, this doesn't make any money or this can't, you know, this, you can't make a living off of that. And I realized that that was bullshit. That the things that we loved as kids, the dreams that we had as kids, those could be a reality when we became adults. I stopped spanking them. I stopped putting them. I, 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 I moved away from, you know, the verbal, you know, the verbal attack. And I chose to empower and as I chose to empower my dreams for them is for them to live their dreams. <laughs> I feel like I kind of went down on a little tangent right there, but those are my five lessons in fatherhood. Thank you for listening. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, follow this podcast, pass this podcast to somebody because this podcast was dedicated to helping everyone become a better version of themselves. Even though I don't know what that type of version is, I just know that you can be better. Lastly, don't forget to grab your copy of The Extraordinary Thought from the Ordinary Mind available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I think there's an electrical copy. You know what it is. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.